Hello everybody, welcome to the Thursday afternoon podcast for international students with Francesca and Dennis. We had today a very good conversation with Tad. Tad is a long-time manager from Navitas Darwin um, and she has also a very interesting background and she had many stories to tell. Uh, furthermore, she invested more than 10 years of her life into international students and she helped many people to start a new life here in Darwin. So I hope you can enjoy the podcast and have fun. Yeah, Francesca, do you want to start? Yes, I can start. And... Oh, I feel... Okay, let's start. Hi, guys. Hi. Today we are here with a special guest. We have Amazon Learner. Everyone knows as Tad. Hi, Tad. How are you today? I'm good, thank you, Francesca. I've just come out of class. I'm just sitting at my desk having a cup of tea, talking to you. Oh, that's great. Hi, Dennis. Are you there? I'm also here. Hello, everyone. And hello, Tad. We are very happy to have you here today. because I'm, I'm very sure happy that... to be here. But I'm not, I'm not quite so sure I'm a special guest. I'm just a guest. <laughs> we feel like you are because you are actually our teacher and we learned a lot of things from you. Oh, and well. I'm sure many other people as well. <laughs> yeah. So how yeah, do you feel? I think you're you, famous you, in Darwin. You better make sure your English is good then in this interview <laughs> if you're claiming that I'm your teacher. <laughs> <laughs> My English teacher, of course. Or you were. So how I do you feel? Not only English. an English teacher. Uh, no, I'm not only an English teacher. No, we should we should share with our listeners that you are also the the director of Navitas in Darwin. Ah, yes, I am. Soon, soon not to be, but yes, I am. I've been uh, been with Navitas ten years, which is a very long time. Yes. Oh, and what what happened in Navitas? Oh, unfortunately, um, the school has been closed, so a decision was made. Um, beginning of this year so we stopped general English operations on the 31st of January and um, that was a very sad moment for all of us for the, for the students and for the staff and we formally stopped academic English in the middle of January so we had a couple of months that were all very kind of emotional we had lots of Christmas parties and leaving parties and everybody was very sad about it and so at the moment, I'm just here on my own because we had um, some students who were already enrolled for CDU and, of course, we couldn't just you know, abandon them. So I'm here. I've been here since the beginning of February until the end of June and I'm just teaching the academic English students who are still enrolled in um, Navitas and then CDU. And I think, in fact, we're one of the few face-to-face -face classes left in, well, in the whole of Australia, I think. <laughs> so um, we, I talked to the students and that they didn't want to go online. Um, so yeah, so we're still face to face. So we're still meeting every day and carrying on as normal as possible. Although we've got lots of 
lots of cleaning products and hand sanitizers and things in the classroom. But yeah, that's it. Yeah, so which I'm is here. great. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It's um, it's um, you know, as you know, learning a language can be done online perfectly well, but it's still nice to to have that face to face interaction. And I think for the for the current students at the moment, I, you know, I wouldn't say that their classes are the highlight of their day for sure. But I think it's very nice for them to um, to meet up and they form very, very, very strong bonds between each other. And it's been really nice to see a group of people helping each other and supporting each other. And I think that's been one of the best things really of the last few months. They've been really, really strong and, and supporting each other. And, you know, it's not just about the English, it's about all the stuff that's going on around English. And it's nice to be part of that. I, I think, yeah. Uh, do you also f uh, follow the social distancing rules in the classroom? We do. 1.5 meters, Dennis. So um, I get my little, <laughs> measuring, my little measuring stick out. <laughs> no, so it's, it's a bit unusual in that we've got the, the tables are in like permanent exam formation. <laughs> um, so we, we do, we're, in fact, we're very strict about the, the social distancing rules so, but it's still possible you know they can still talk to each other and um our classroom is lockable and no one else comes in so it's a bit like our little home from home you know we've got bean bags and refreshments and it's a kind of safe space for everybody i think we all feel quite comfortable and secure in there but we definitely follow the social distancing rules it sounds that your students of academic tree course are kind of privileged well, I don't know. I don't know if they say, say that. I think they might describe it as a bit of a nightmare at the moment because, um, you know, Academic English 3 is quite a challenging course. And, um, you know, it's quite hard to be focused at this time because in the background there are things which are more pressing, you know. Sometimes it's hard to think, well, you know, doing my homework for Tad's not as important as making sure I've got somewhere to live or making sure I've got some work. So we're just trying to kind of keep everybody focused. Just it's very important at this stage that they, you know, they get what they need and that they can follow their, their course at CDU. That's very important. It's, yeah, it's important sure. to, have a, to have a goal in, in times like this and to keep working towards that goal, you know. How do you feel at the moment uh, so alone there in Navitas without yes, your it's team? Very it's very strange. Because, <laughs> I mean, as you, as you know, you know, one of, one of the... I think probably special things about Navitas is that it had a huge sense of community. You know, it was we've always been a small school, but you know, you know yourself that the, the teachers that worked here were all incredibly dedicated, incredibly talented. Bonds and relationships with the students and Benji and Jamie. We, you know, we we, we were a bit like a little family, really. And uh, it's it's very strange for me to be here on my own. Although, of course, the benefit of being here on my own is that I can. I can pretty much do what I like, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> How do you felt when you got the message about the closure? Ah, oh, that was not a, that was not a good um, a good a good um, time for me. I um, yeah, I was very 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 emotional about it, and I um, I knew a little bit in advance before um, staff and the students, and you know when we had to have the meeting with the staff, that was horrific, and I had to leave. <laughs> I was crying, and then um, you know when I had the meeting with the students, that wasn't wasn't too pleasant either. It's certainly not something I would ever hope to repeat. But you know, 
once a decision's been made, you've just got to get on with it and try and do the best that you can. And so we, we, we tried very hard to make sure that the last few months were good for the students and that we could all kind of finish on a, on a high note, really. And the positive thing that happened out of a very negative thing was that all of the teachers, they all managed to find jobs afterwards. And um, we managed to make sure that you know, none of the students were affected too badly. Some of them transferred to a different school and some of them stayed on here with me. And, um, you know, really the only thing that we could hope to do was make sure that we finished off in the best possible way and that nobody was affected too badly by it. And I think we managed to do that. But listen, Tad, I'm very curious about something and I'm sure that our listeners are also curious you are the director of Navita. So how did you start your adventure in Darwin? Ah, well, <laughs> it, was, it was never part of my five-year plan, that's for sure, Francesca. <laughs> so um, I came here on a holiday. My, my best friend, Ellie, who's also very active in the international student community, I yes. am. She's my best friend. And so I came here on holiday just to see her. And um, I really liked Darwin and, um, you know, it's that typical story. I met, I met a man, Francesca. So, oh, um, no. I, start, I started working with Navitas because Nelly was, um, Ellie was already working here. And, um, yeah, I've been here ever since. So, yeah. And, I mean, I was lucky because I really liked Darwin. And um, I really liked the school from the moment I started working there. So it's been a very, 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 very happy 10 years for me, you know. And uh, are you happy that you did this choice? I mean, you met a man and uh, after that you decided maybe Darwin can be a good place to live the rest of my life? Oh, I was talking about the rest of my life. You never, you never know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, true. I was, no, I was really lucky because, I mean, I, I, I love Darwin. I really do love it. And, um, and I, you know, it helps. It really helps. And I love, love my job, you know, so I was lucky in that respect that I loved where I lived and I've got lots of friends and, um, you know, I just like being in Darwin. And most importantly, I think I've always been very lucky in fact because I've always loved my job. But, you know, I've been in Darwin 10 years, which is the longest I've been anywhere. And, um, you know, I've been really lucky and worked in many, many, many different countries. And when I'm you know, talking to teachers or interviewing teachers or talking to other people, I always say, you know, I can honestly say to you that in all of the different places that I've worked, the students in Darwin are the nicest students of all of them. And, and that's true. You know, I think international students in Darwin are a very special bunch of people. So that's been great. Well, thank you very much, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> what do you see as the biggest difference between Darwin students and students from other parts of the country well i mean i think i, I mean i used to interview every student when they started on a monday morning and i was always very curious about why they came to darwin and i think um i think there are many reasons no um some some students come because they have connections here already they have you know extended family or friends and, and that's really useful because it's you know it's really difficult coming to a new country if you've got some kind of anchor there already that's good some students come because they like, you know, the climate. Some students come because it's quite close to their home country, so getting backwards and forwards is a little bit easier. Um, some students come because, you know, being realistic, they know that the migration possibilities in Darwin um, 
are a little bit stronger than, than other places in Australia now. You've got regional migration status and things like that. And some students come because they really want to um, they really want to study at CDU afterwards or they want to study in one of the, the vet providers because again, you know, they know that the job possibilities in Darwin have always traditionally historically been very good. So I, I think they come for a host of reasons. What do you think about the communication from the government uh, to the well, international students? Well, I think there's, you know, there's, there's two governments that we need to think about here. I think Scott Morrison's rem remarks were very unfortunate. I think they were probably unmeasured, and I would imagine he regrets saying them because, you know, international education is Australia's third largest revenue, and I think. I don't know whether it was just a kind of off-guard moment, but um, I was certainly horrified by listening to his comments, but I've kind of just disregarded him, to be honest. Um, and I think, you know, we're, we're here in the Territory, and I think Michael Gunner has done an absolutely amazing job, and, and he's been very, very clear in his message that international students are incredibly important to the Northern Territory, which they are. And I think, fortunately, the government here is backed by Study NT, and I've had lots of lots of dealings with study NT over the over the years and, and Rachel and Lani are absolutely spectacular I think and they, they've always had international students interest at heart and I think you know the territory government and the government body which kind of oversees international students have got a different a different approach and a different opinion to, to the federal approach if you like and I think that's very good and and you know my, my personal opinion is that's how it should be I think, you know, that the government here and everybody, in fact, everybody should be looking after international students and doing what they can for them because they're a massive part of society here. They're a massive part of the economy. And I think we've all got a responsibility towards international students. And I think that many international students also want to stay here in Darwin and become Darwin residents. So exactly, of course. it's about the future. You know, yeah, of course, it's about the future. And, and you know, Darwin has always, you know, it's one of, it's the most multicultural city in Australia, proportionately. You know, I mean, there are, there are other cities that have got a larger international um, population, but, you know, you only have to go to Nightcliff Market or, or Woolies even, you know, and you can just see how rich um, and multicultural Darwin is and how, you know, it's, it's kind of evidence that multiculturalism really does work here. Uh, and international students are the biggest part, you know, a very big part of that, along with other migrants and um, recent migrants. And I think it's really important. It's what, it's what, what makes Darwin so special and such a, you know, a interesting um, place to live, I think. And Todd, you said you've been living in Darwin in, since 10 years, right? I have, yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know you have been helping international students since 10 years. Uh, well, I've do you been reckon, trying to. <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon in 10 years many things uh, are changed? I mean, in oh, better yeah. or worse, I don't know what changed most. No, I mean, in fact, when I first came to Darwin, I was an international student. So I, um, mm. I studied at Charles Darwin University as an international student and so I've seen I've seen the way international students themselves have changed and I've seen the way attitudes have changed towards them and it's it's certainly a lot better than it it was 
then, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a massive, massive thing to, to come to another country to study in a foreign language. You know, it's hard, really hard. It's, it's hard financially, it's hard emotionally, it's hard day to day. Um, and I think, you know, universities and anybody involved with, with international education have come to realise over the years that you need to give these people a lot more support. Certainly a lot more. I mean, when I came as an international student, there was very little support. Um, and I think that's really changed. And there's a lot more now. Um, and there's a lot more of a sense of community, you know. I mean, look at look at the wonderful group that you've started, you know, a thousand members strong. And I think that's what that's what makes the difference is community, you know. And Darwin's yes. lucky in that respect because we are small and we do have a very strong sense of identity. And I think that sense of community and of helping each other is is what will always make the difference. And now with this, you know, horrific virus kind of making everyone turn inward a bit more and think more about community. I think, although at the moment it's horrible and everybody's reeling with the with the effects, I actually think that sense of community will, will bring about massive changes in the future. And in 10 years' time, you know, I think that there will be lots of international students in, in important roles in, in the Northern Territory and hopefully there will be international students involved in making policy and making decisions and, and really making those important um, decisions for themselves and also for future international students. I think it can only get better and better and better and that more and more support will, will be forthcoming for international students. Yeah, we hope so. We are mm. a strong community, that's true. But um, is, is there now a good English school left in Darwin now that um, Navitas is closed? Well, there, there's never been many schools in Darwin. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, International House is, is now in Darwin and, and certainly um, some of the students that finished with us transferred to International House. And I mean, you both study there, so you're the ones that could be saying that there's still, there's still a good school left in, in um, Darwin. Obviously, it, it's not my, it's not really professionally appropriate for me to, to to say anything about another another school but there is another school so that's good um who knows maybe in the future other schools will pop up no it's not professional it's true but i can tell you now it has we remain my first love even if international house can be a good school now it has it's my first love well, we all um as you know you know kate and anna and benji and jamie and olia and tim and wendy and everybody, you know, the, the, the teachers obviously that you know, but it's also backed up by 10 years of yeah. fantastic teachers. And, um, you know, the, the teachers that we've had here have always been really brilliant. And the support staff that we've always had have been really brilliant and very dedicated and always willing to go that extra mile. So, you know, obviously I'm a bit prejudiced, but I, I think Navitas was a fantastic school. And I'm very proud of what all of, all of, us achieved really students included because students were you know, a big part of that yeah i think you had great feedback yeah we, we did okay <laughs> <laughs> um what do you think makes darwin still attractive for students to come here and study here well i think um you know the, the two things that i mentioned before kind of extrinsically are very strong pools you know there is 
still after COVID-19, there are still strong job possibilities, um, not just part-time jobs while you're studying, but afterwards. Um, recently, you know, there was a study that came out or a poll that came out and, and it's, you know, the, the graduate salaries of um, students in Darwin is very strong. I, I think that's important, you know, for, for people who've sacrificed so much to do what they have done, you know, they need to know that there's something worthwhile at the end. And I think Darwin definitely can offer that. Um, it's a fantastic place to live, as you know. So that's always a good reason to come and study in Darwin. Um, and also, you know, the, 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 um, the, the migration possibilities are strong here. It's funny, actually, because uh, Navitas English has closed down, but we have uh, a sister organisation, if you like, called Navitas Professional, and they do the professional year. So people who are studying um, accountancy, they have to do an extra year after their degree is finished in order to register. And ironically, I guess, because although this school is closed, Navitas Professional is still open. In fact, I get about 19 phone calls a day for Navitas Professional. <laughs> But, you know, they're doing really well. There are lots of people, lots and lots of people who have transferred from interstate, they've transferred from Sydney or they've transferred from Melbourne to finish their studies in Darwin because under Dharma too, there are, you know, there are very real possibilities of, of being able to stay in Darwin if that's what you want, you know. So that's a, that's a massive extrinsic advantage um, because, like I say, international students sacrifice a lot to be here and so it's important to know that something you know important and fruitful and realistic is going to happen at the end of that sacrifice I think and in this period that you have I mean you are still teaching so probably you are quite busy but you have uh, some suggestion for your students how to spend the, the, all this free time because you know the majority of the people are watching Netflix and just to stay at home so oh, it's watch, quite boring well it might yeah but watching that not watching netflix is very good good practice for your english francesca so, I mean, yeah I think, but no not the whole day no not the whole day but i think this is a, a very good opportunity for the students whose studies maybe have been interrupted to kind of you know follow up and do a little bit of extra reading and listening with no pressure um, you know, because languages are like that, you kind of use it or lose it kind of thing. So I would, I would certainly encourage all students to, to keep, you know, keep active, not, not by doing grammar exercises or stuff like that, but really by reading or listening as much as possible as they can, partly because, you know, there's a lot of information out there that's useful to them, but partly because reading and, and listening, those kind of, you know, um, receptive skills are a really good way to, to improve your, your English. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Netflix, Francesca. I watch a lot of Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I also I have Netflix, Stan, Disney Plus. I have different platforms, so I'm I have nothing with that. It's definitely good to watch some TV, but it should also be important to do something for mind and body, right? Yeah, no, for sure. I've I've got I I'm quite happy to rent my dog out for walks for anybody that wants to get a bit of Oh, extra. I want him. <laughs> No, no, I mean, we're lucky here that we have got a lot of freedom, no? So, um, you know, people are getting out and about a little bit more. But I, I always, you know, one of the pieces of advice I always give to my students is, yeah, you've got to work really hard and, and, and what have you. But, you know, 
there's more to life than studying. You've got to be happy and you've got to be content and you've got to be healthy mentally and healthy emotionally. And that's especially important when there's a lot of stress surrounding you. And, and you know, that's one of the things that Darwin has to offer. It's a beautiful, beautiful, um, you know, surroundings. And I think, you know, one, the one thing that this, this coronavirus has taught us all is that the little things are really important, you know. So if students are feeling a little bit down and feeling a little bit aimless and I think you know just go for a walk go for a walk and look at the amazing things that we're surrounded by and and listen and read in English if they want to do a little bit of work but I think the most important thing now is to just try and maintain a sense of well-being and not to be overwhelmed by the negativity and not be overwhelmed by the problems because you know this will end everything ends and um you know, the worst thing that can happen is that it can kill you, you know, and, and that's not going to happen because we're we're very safe here. We're in the safest place in Australia, probably one of the safest places in the world. So I think just try and focus on getting through it and, and you know, being part of a community and supporting each other and, and just trying to, um, you know, get through each day in, in any way that you can and focus on the little things and not try to worry too much about the big insurmountable problem because it will end that's a great message ted and what about your future now when the your, oh. your job is gone what <laughs> yes, are your plans yeah. <laughs> well i haven't actually got a plan at the moment <laughs> yeah because i, I thought the job is gone the man is gone what else is holding you here in darwin ah well my, you know, my life's in darwin i'm certainly not leaving darwin my um my niece lives here and my my great niece live here and um no i've got no intention of leaving darwin things are a bit um shaky on the job front let's say <laughs> but i'm going to take my own advice and uh, not worry about that just take each day as it comes yeah don't think too far exactly i think you have a very good reputation and i'm sure another school would be very happy to have someone like you in the team oh well <laughs> Well, I must admit, Woolies is looking quite attractive at the moment, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> nice aircon all day long, lots of hand sanitizer, <laughs> free access to bog roll. <laughs> yeah. Maybe have I'll go heard, working. Have you heard about the Green Army? I have, yes, yes. Yeah, and I think that's a great idea. Yeah, but yeah I mean, there's, yeah. There's, 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 there are, I think. Um, I understand that maybe they were slightly, that's what can I say, slightly elaborate in their suggestion that there were lots of jobs when in fact there weren't. But there is lots of voluntary work in, in Darwin, you know. Um, Melaleuca, you know, you've had some dealings with Melaleuca, they're a great organisation. There are, you know, lots and lots of voluntary opportunities available in Darwin and that's a good way to extend your skills and, you know, who knows what it might lead to in the future. So, um I would say to yeah. students who were feeling at a bit of a loose end that there are definitely voluntary um, opportunities out there. Yeah, I totally agree with you. But I think sometimes, especially in this situation, uh, some advertisements are a little bit fake. I mean, yeah. the, we have lots of students that are complaining about the Green Army because they they didn't even receive a reply or 
just let them know something and they they reply me and they told me oh unfortunately we received hundreds and hundreds uh requests but we have just 25 positions so mm -hmm. they they advertise like we have job for everyone for international students and then they said we have just 25 position and the work is full time so they know that the students can work part-time and not full-time. What do you think? Well, I mean, I think there, there, there are kind of two things to bear in mind here. I mean, I think, you know, unfortunately, bottom line is there are, there are people out there who aren't 100% honest or upfront about um, what they have available. Um, but, you know, realistically, we, we do live in a small city and there aren't going to be thousands of jobs at the drop of a hat available just like that overnight to international students that's simply not realistic um but i think if you can kind of patch together various different opportunities um and and be persistent you know it's hard work being persistent but you have to be persistent you can't just give up when something doesn't work out and you know again the reality of any situation not just whether you're an international student or anything is it's like Basically, nothing is going to fall out of the sky into your lap ever, whether there's coronavirus or not, you know, and it's, it's often quite tough to, to create a life for yourself. And, um, but I think you just got to keep going because what's the alternative, you know? Yes, if, sure. you, if you can get that support from other international students and talk to people and not become isolated and overwhelmed by it all, I think that's very important. But, you know, like anything, unfortunately, you know, millions of dollars are not going to drop out the sky into anybody's lap you've got to... yeah unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately yeah if they do let me know and i'll come and join you yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but that's i mean that's one of the reasons why this your, your group is so important because in any situation like that it's information that's the important thing the sharing of information you know um but yeah, I think and any... we also try to support each other because i can see and also Dennis and Jimena can see that uh, sometimes the students feel very bad because the situation is not the best. So they feel I'm far from my country and nothing is going well. So it's important just to spend a few words like in a positive way. Exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, I think, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, move on, move on. Okay, sorry, I'll shut up. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking too much as usual um ted how about your home country how is the situation there and do you still have family over there yeah my, my dad and my twin brother are still there and um i was supposed to be visiting them in july so that's not going to happen now so that's that's the kind of thing that made me saddest about this and um yeah and i mean things are much stricter in britain things are much worse in britain and um um, so, you know, I can't say that talking to my dad and my brother is a happy thing at the moment. Neither of them are particularly happy about what's going on. But, you know, they've just got to stick by the rules and do the best they can. And, um, I mean, they're both very lucky. My, my, my dad and my brother both live in a rural area. So they've both got access to, you know, green spaces and gardens. So they're not, they're not in some, you know, unit in a block or what have you. So they're making the most of that, doing lots of gardening and growing lots of vegetables and what have you. And um, neither of them are watching Netflix, I might add. Um, but no, they're, they're both okay. And uh, I chat to them. 
I, well, I chat to them nearly every day and yeah, they're fine, you know, just doing what they can and getting through the day is like everyone else. Yeah, but a good environment like your brother has there can make a big difference. Yeah, for no. the mental health and everything. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's why I think we're so lucky in Darwin and that we still can get out and about and go down the foreshore and go down the esplanade and, and what have you because, you know, there's just that access to you know, fresh air and, and trees and birds and what have you. It is really important for your mental health. And I, I can't imagine what it must be like to be stuck in a block with three kids where you can't get out at all. I mean, that would definitely send me over the edge. So um, I think, you know... Like the, like the NT News headline said the other day, you know, the NT is the envy of the nation. And uh, and I think that's really important because very often in the Northern Territory, we get forgotten, you know, when the, when they give out the news, they, they mention every other state and territory, but not the Northern Territory. And it's a bit like we're the forgotten territory. But all of a sudden, we're famous. Everyone wants to be like us, you know. So yeah. I think that's, that's important to focus on that. We're... We're in the safest place in the country. We're in a beautiful place. The dry season's coming on. You know, the the, the restrictions are already being um, lifted a little bit this weekend. As long as everybody just holds on for a few weeks longer, that they're going to get less and less and less. And, um, you know, hopefully then things will change. Things will change for international students. They'll change for people that have lost their jobs. You know, it'll change for everybody. And Tad, we know that tomorrow will be your birthday. How do you feel that you can't celebrate as usual? How did you get to Well, yeah, tomorrow is my birthday. I'm 54 years old tomorrow. Um, my birthday is always a bit strange because, as you know, I'm a twin. So um, unless I'm with my twin brother, it doesn't really feel like my birthday, to be honest. Um, ah, okay. But it's okay. I'll have a nice time. I'm sure I'll find ways to amuse myself, Francesca. Don't you worry. <laughs> and oh. you know, al- alcohol will be involved. <laughs> yeah, it's always helpful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure I'll have a lovely day. You will celebrate with your dog. Yeah, I will. Yes. Yeah, and uh, Ted, do you do you still feel uh, British, or do you see yourself now as an Australian? I know. I mean, I think I'm, I'm always, um, I mean, I love Australia and I've been here a long time, but I'm always very suspicious of people who lose their roots, Dennis. You know, I'm, I'm not Australian because I wasn't born here and I didn't grow up here and I'll never be Australian. I'll, I love it here and, you know, I hope, I hope I've integrated quite well, but, you know, I'm British and I'll never be Australian. Um, and I don't want to forget my roots, where I came from is very important, what made me who I am, you know, and um no i mean i'm not australian that's great great to hear that Ted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think you need to be proud about your roots and you shouldn't forget yeah, where you come from no, exactly i mean you know like all of us we know what's good about the country that kind of made us and we know what's not good and, and my my choice is to, is to be in australia you know i made that choice it's not like it was thrust upon me by birth like your home um country but you know um as anybody who you know listens to my accent there's no way i can even pretend to be Australian. so why why bother no so but you know i think it's always really important to weigh up and to be realistic and to to know what's good about where you come from and to know what's not so good about where you come from and i guess that's what i do but you know i mean i can't pretend i'm anything other than british 
What was your family's reaction when uh, you told them that you want to stay here? Uh, well, I, I, I pretty much left home when I was 18, Dennis. I, um, I haven't actually lived in the UK for, for more than a few months, really, for, how old am I now, 54, like 40, 40 years. I, I've always worked in different places, so I didn't really have to explain anything to <laughs> They knew your lifestyle already. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's fairly logical when you're an English teacher to of international students that you're not going to be staying in the UK. Let's move on with the next question. And Tad, I know that you travel a lot and you work uh, in Italy, probably Argentina and somewhere else. Do you want to talk about this? Yeah, I mean, your experience and which places uh, is the most important place? I mean, which one is still in your heart? All oh, right. Well, no. I mean, I've been incredibly lucky. I've, I've, uh, I worked as an English teacher in France, in Germany, in Greece, in Russia, in Ukraine, in Argentina, in Uruguay, lots of different places, Spain, Portugal. Um, so I was really lucky. And then I had another job working for um, Pearson Education as like a, a kind of teacher trainer going to different places. And that was incredible for, for, for two nearly three years I traveled all over the world that was incredible and uh, I'd loved I you know loved that aspect of my job uh, I mean I could honestly say that I've never been anywhere I didn't like um, there wouldn't always be places that I wanted to live in for a long time um, I lived in Argentina for a long time that had a very special place in my heart and I was in Portugal for a long time I've been in Australia for a long time but I think I have to say, if I could actually go anywhere now, I, I, I worked in Mongolia short term, um, quite a few times, and uh, I really liked it there. And it's one of the last places on earth where you can have a cigarette wherever you want, so maybe I'll end up there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what place changed you the most? Oh, God, I don't know. Changed me the most. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think... Um, we know you're a strong woman, but something has to change you. No, no, I mean, I think in terms of, um, I mean, I worked in Argentina for a, for a long time, you know, and um, you know, my kind of professional life changed a lot there because I, it's where I first became a teacher trainer and it's, so I guess that had a very big, big influence on me. But I mean, I think we're all, we all change every day, you know, we're all kind of developing and evolving. And um, I think it's age that changes you more than location. <laughs> what about Brazil? Have you been there? Oh, many times, yeah. So um, Brazil is like medicine. I used to say we, had, we need to go to Brazil at least four times a year <laughs> to, get, wow. to, get, to get that medicine. And, and now, of course, the, the new Brazil for me is Bali. Bali is like medicine, so... You know, those places are great because they give you an injection of life and energy and enthusiasm. But I mean, you know, it's, it's like anything. It's, the, the best place is where you're living right now, you know. The best meal is the meal you're eating right now. There's, there's no point hankering after some, something else, really. It's, uh, you've got to enjoy where you are now and, and make the most of that. And Dennis? Yes, I... I are you here? Yeah, I, I asked everything that I wanted to know, I think. We had a really great conversation with that. 
No, I, I know everything about that that I want to know. <laughs> There's a few things you don't know, Dennis. I've still got a few secrets. <laughs> what about you, Francesca? Is there something left? No, I think we ask uh, everything that probably our listener would like to know about Tad. But Tad, let us know why people call you Tad when your name is Tamerson. Oh, but because it's you know one of those because of my twin brother. So my twin brother is Ford, his name, and his name's very simple, no Ford. And my name yeah. Amazon is quite complicated. So when we yeah. were kids, he called me Tad. And then oh, you know, okay. over the years, the people called me Amazon or Tarzan or shit <laughs> like that, and it really annoyed me. And and um, some some people were tempted to call me Tammy, but they were only tempted once, I can assure you. And um, so, yeah, so Tad just kind of stuck because it's easier to spell and it's easier to say. There you go, that's why. Uh, what, what will happen with the uh, infrastructure and the rooms from Navitas in CDU? Uh, well, CDU will, t will just take them over. So, um, I mean, in theory, uh, CDU are going to take over the um, Elicos operations So, um, I don't know, um, in, in the short term, um, when I finish the end of June, there'll be a period where I'm, you know, cleaning up and getting rid of everything and what have you. And then I, I presume either CDU will use them for, for other purposes or, you know, when they, when they um, you know, get their English department organised, I mean, maybe they'll kind of use these offices then for that because they're kind of purpose-built, you know what I mean? Okay, Tat, um, you have you have the last words. You have the. Is there a last message that you want to share with the students? Well, I tell you what. If any of the students can listen from the beginning to the end of this very long podcast, <laughs> I will give them a very substantial reward. <laughs> I'm no, sure that... you're an interesting person. I'm <laughs> sure that the listener will be very interested on listening. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the last thing um, I just want to say is, you know, um, any, uh, you know, I'm not a miracle worker, obviously, but um, I'm, I'm you know, a member of your group. And, and um, you know, if anybody's got any questions that they think I might be able to help with or anything that I can do to help, um students on a kind of you know um day-to-day -day basis there was one student posted about an IELTS um test book which we've got some here so I said she could come and get that um we have got lots of books which I shall be um trying to get rid of soon so there will be lots of you know books available um but you know basically I've been here a long time I know Darwin quite well and if anybody just wants to ask me any questions about anything like that then please just get in touch I'm more, more than happy to help yeah thank you very much Tad for your help because we are a great supporter of our group international students in Darwin and uh, we hope that also after this period we can make something together for international students yes we'll have to have a, a big post-coronavirus back. <laughs> yes. I totally agree. And unfortunately, my favourite beer is Corona, so that will, um, we'll have a, a Corona Corona party. No, I like Corona, so I'm not racist. 
<laughs> okay, guys, thank you very much for this podcast and thank you very much, Todd. I we wish you all the best and good luck with the rest of the academic three course. Yeah, and just I, I just want to say that I think what you two guys and Jimena are doing is fantastic. I really admire you for doing it and um, I'm sure you must get your moments when you feel low and you feel, oh God, you know, is it worth it? But um, you're doing a fantastic job. Keep it up. Keep it up. Yeah. Thank you for thank the you feedback, very much, Tad. Tad, and thank you for your time and thank you to all the listeners if you listen till the end. Yeah. <laughs> Substantial reward, remember, if you can prove you listen to the whole thing. <laughs> okay, thank you very much for your time, guys. Well.